0: Welcome to Stress-Free Living, I'm Gregory Landsman. In life there are situations and people that can cause us stress. And then there are those who do the opposite. They lighten our burden and make our lives easier. Today I wanted to share a story about my grandmother. It has been more than 35 years since she died in my arms, yet not a day goes by that I do not think of her with deep gratitude and a love that still warms me from the inside out. Over the years, I have experienced love in different ways, but the love of my grandmother showed me that love is our healing and our only hope for a joyful life. My grandmother healed so many of my hidden wounds through love in action. She taught me that a gift of love does not have to come in a box. It can be in a smile, a touch, a kind deed, or a silent blessing. As I sit here today, I recall my immense sadness on my return to Australia from working in Tokyo at finding my Oma very ill. Each day she looked frailer than the last, and for a while I refused to accept that she would not make a healthy recovery. Doctors suspected she had lung cancer, but she wouldn't allow any tests. She believed she had lived a good life and didn't want to spend her remaining years in and out of a hospital. Every day that I spent with her I cherished, yet there were so many questions that burdened my heart and mind. I wrestled with trying to understand how someone who had been so strong and dynamic was now so weak and fragile. One morning I went to visit her and found her still in bed. This was unusual, as by this time of the day she was being bathed by the visiting nurse. But the nurse couldn't make it this particular morning. As I sat next to Oman on the bed I looked into her eyes, and my mind drifted back to my earliest memories of her. I recalled moments of truthful loving how her plump, tender arms used to form the most comfortable cradle for me to lie in. She would rock me from side to side, and had this way of laying kisses on my forehead in between verses of the songs that she sang to me. Oma looked after me as a child, and every afternoon at five o'clock she would richly bathe me with the precision skill of a racing driver. The face cloth would weave in and around my ears, and over my entire body, ensuring nothing was missed. She would then gently wash the soles of my feet, giving them a quick tickle. When I hopped out of the bath, she wrapped me snugly in a towel and we would laugh like best friends. As I got older, our friendship continued to grow. But sadly, the joy I experienced at home with her did not extend into my school life. My third grade teacher would beat me for any number of reasons that she would come up with on a daily basis. I had trouble reading without stuttering and every morning my grandmother would wake me up at 6 o'clock, and I would snuggle next to her in bed so she could help me practice my reading. Oma assured me that I was a clever boy who just had a very bad teacher. One particular day at school I was beaten repeatedly by my teacher. Firstly, she hit my knuckles with the side of the ruler for not replying quickly enough to arithmetic timetables, and then I was given 30 cuts to the palms of my hands with a cane for stuttering in front of the class as I read. The pain was so intense that each cut took my breath away. I tried to fight back the tears, but I couldn't. I felt humiliated and hurt, and ran all the way home to seek the safety and comfort of my grandmother's arms. My eyes ached as much as my hands, which were red, raw, and swollen. Without saying a word, Oma gently looked at my hands the way a person looks at an injured bird. She reassuringly ran her fingers through my hair and marched me back to school at such a racy pace that I struggled to keep up. Oma was like a hurricane about to do some serious damage. She flung the door open and stormed into the classroom, taking the teacher by surprise. Her small, powerful hand lurched upward and grabbed the teacher's throat, pushing her against the blackboard. The teacher, wide-eyed with fright, struggled to get away, but Oma's firm grip and big belly held her prisoner. In an authoritarian tone, Oma said, if you touch my grandson again, I will personally break your neck. Then Oma walked towards the wall unit that housed all of the teacher's prize canes. In one fell swoop, Oma snapped them all effortlessly in half over her knee, like snapping matchsticks with two fingers. The children sat looking on with horrified fascination, as though an action movie was being played out in their own classroom. This is the last time you touch him, Oma shouted at a high pitch. We walked home together her arm affectionately resting on my shoulder, while Oma talked about the stupor teacher. I cried a little, and then we laughed a lot. My grandmother had this wonderful knack of being able to untangle my anger and sadness, just by making me laugh at her comical expressions. Through the laughter, I always felt healed. As I sat with her reflecting on these incidents, it was difficult to believe how much she had changed. Her big, love-filled body now resembled a deflated, overblown balloon. She was a shadow of her former self. Her dark skin hung loosely off her bones, and her crown of black hair was now thin and grey. The only thing that hadn't changed was the warmth of her eyes and the love that they reflected. As we sat on the bed, I said to Omar, Let me bathe you. She smiled and said that was okay, the nurse would be here tomorrow. I insisted, and reluctantly she accepted. When we got to the bathroom, I undressed her like she had undressed me as a child. Her frail limbs did not allow her to sit in the bath so I put her in the shower. By this point she was too weak to stand and nearly fell over, so I jumped into the shower fully clothed to break her fall and hold her up. I was drenched, but she was safe. I took her out, wrapped her in a big towel and picked her up like a tired child. She put her head on my shoulder and said, In all my life I would never have thought I would live to see the day that you had to bathe me. For the first time my grandmother cried in my arms, and I was able to support her in the way that she had supported me. We both wept. We had traveled a long journey together and overcome many obstacles, not only as grandmother and grandson, but as true friends who shared a mutual respect and acceptance of each other. While we did not exchange many words on this day, our hearts seemed to have a language all their own, chatting like never before, about gratitude, friendship, life, and love. Her eyes and her gentle touch revealed many emotions that wrapped themselves tightly around my heart. It was at this moment I learned that when a person's heart is filled with love, no words are needed to convey it. The day my Omar died, her face had a veil of love over it. She gave me a wide smile that let my heart know how much she loved me. Then she reached for my hand, and we formed a heavenly handshake as she murmured in a sweet, gentle voice, You are a good boy who will always be blessed. Then she took a deep, long breath that lasted for an eternity. She seemed to savour it much like the last drop of good wine. I saw the strength of her love in her eyes one last time, and as she closed them soothing tears filled with life flowed ever so gently down her cheeks. I took comfort from her painless death, and felt a sense of gratitude for the blessing of having been loved by her. What I feared with her death was that my life would be empty. But I learned that love did not end when Omar died. It kept growing and growing. My grandmother left an imprint of the love she shared with me deep in my mind and heart. This inspired me to continually feel the presence of love and her spirit. And through this, her love lives on forever. Love continues to grow when we remember a person's goodness, and through these memories we keep love alive. This is the power of love. My grandmother was my rock as a child, who did everything she could to protect me. Her actions always spoke louder than words. And the message this sent to me was that I was loved, that I was important, and that I was worth fighting for. While she always fought for me as a child, as an adult that responsibility fell to me. I learned that if I wanted to be treated with kindness and respect, I needed to stand up and fight for myself, because I trained people how to treat me by what I allowed them to do to me. As challenging as it has been, I have come to understand that self-care is something that evolves, And it is practiced daily by making decisions that support me to be the best version of myself. By setting boundaries and saying no to situations and people that hurt or deplete me. There is a wonderful saying that I've come to live by. And that is when people show you who they are, believe them. People show us every day who they are. And whether their actions and intentions are in our best interest. Learning to listen to that inner voice that tells us what supports us what nurtures us, and what is authentic for us. This is how we look after ourselves. By doing this, we intuitively protect ourselves and take our lives in the direction of more joy rather than more stress or hurt. Not everyone has an Oma in their lives as a child, but we are all capable of being our own hero as adults. Many people also have the wonderful opportunity to be an Oma to a child in their lives, to ensure they feel loved and important because someone is willing to fight for their right to be themselves, to be safe, and to be happy. This is perhaps the greatest gift that anyone can ever give you. I also believe it is the greatest gift that we can give a child. I am undoubtedly the man I am today because of my grandmother. She couldn't fix everything in my life, but she showed me through love in action that I was a valuable human being who mattered, and this turned out to be the seed of self-belief I built on to heal my life. We all need to heal our wounds and remove the underlying stress and friction that they bring to our lives in subtle and not-so-subtle ways. So while we cannot change the past, we can make peace with it and make better choices moving forward. This allows us to enjoy our present moments while also seeing the possibilities of a bright future. This is what stress-free living is all about. I included this story about Oma in my book Faith-Lifting Prayers, And this is a prayer that reminds me of my Omar, who is undoubtedly an Earth Angel. Throughout my life, there are so many times when I forgot my value. But each time I forgot you sent me your Earth Angels, my friends and loved ones, to help me remember that I am beautiful, loved and lovable. Through their love and acceptance and respect, I am constantly reminded of the power of kindness and its ability to help heal my life. Thank you for these Angels. Until next time, I'm Gregory Landsman. This is Stress Free Living. Stay blessed and do good in the world. i you can't see when you are. Baby.